An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 397. My name is Jay, J.M. Clark, Jay the Jedi Ross Ross, Jedi Jay. And as always, it is so wonderful to have all you beautiful babies back here with us in the High Walker studio. It's a wonderful time, 397. Good Lord, we're approaching the big one. The next uh, century will be upon us very soon. Uh, I'm really excited about tonight, kids. This individual uh, I've got to chat with over the years uh, at uh, cons and live events and such, but we have never actually had the chance to sit down and have a full-on conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest tonight, Messiah Complex Cosplay, a.k.a. Jeff McDonald. Jeff, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. It is my genuine pleasure. I know we've been talking about this for years. Every time we see each other (laughs) at an event, you're always like, you got to come here or I got to go there or I'm going to be passing through or you're going to be passing through and we're going to do something. And now through the miracles of modern technology due to COVID-19, here we are able to do it uh, over Zoom and on Facebook Live. So it's good to finally sit down and chat with you, my friend. It's been too long in coming. Fantastic. Um, yeah, it's a weird time because, uh, you know, I've always been a podcaster. Speaking of podcasters, kids, uh, anybody out there wants to join us uh, in the comment section here, you're going to probably hear me click to expand because for some reason that part doesn't edge out of the computer. Uh, but we're good to go. So if everybody wants to jump in there and say hello to Jeff or they got uh, any questions or anything like that, please, of course, uh, jump on in. So, uh, yeah, I knew how I was going to start this out um, yesterday. I happened to be, I had a pretty lazy day yesterday, hanging out. You know, I watched some Star Wars. Nice. I uh, did some stuff, Lazy Sunday. I decided, let's throw on The Watchmen. I haven't watched, watched uh, The Watchmen in a long time. Uh, right? So I'm uh, watching, I love, love The Watchmen. So I'm watching right. The Watchmen. No, and you, sure. and then a little after that, I'm on Instagram. Mm. And you happen to repost your, uh, your comedian. Right. And I thought that was cool. And uh, I thought that's how we're going to start this because your comedian is the way I first met you. The first time I saw you was as the comedian. Oh, okay. And uh, not only was I so impressed by the work um, that you put into the cosplay, but you've got the right look for that (laughs) that particular one. Um, Was that your first cosplay? No, uh, that would have been, I want to say my third or fourth cosplay, but when I got into cosplay, that was that was the goal. That was the, it was the first costume I talked about doing, the first costume I wanted to do. The second I saw that movie, before I even knew what cosplay or costuming or any of that even was, as soon as he came on the screen in that outfit, I was like, that's what's up. Look at that, dude. Look at that badass. So, yeah, it took some time. It took about a year to get it all together. So when you and, saw him, you just yeah. happened to like the outfit. There was, did any thought cross through your head that you kind of bear a similar resemblance to, no. to Dean Morgan? No, not no, at all? No, nothing, nothing out of that happened until Negan showed up on The Walking Dead and he had that jacket and the scarf and the bat and everything else. And even then, like I saw him on The Walking Dead and I was like, oh, that's really cool. And I already seen him on Watchmen. I'd seen him in a couple of other things. So I was already a fan. Uh, but then, yeah, I started getting messages from friends and they were like, that you, uh, that looks a lot like you, dude. Like, maybe you should give that a go. And up until then, I'd only done one cosplay. It was I was doing Jane Cobb from Firefly and, and that was fun. But I mean, nobody really knew who that was. It was a really niche character on an old show. So, yeah, I, I 
I bought the jacket used off of Kijiji for 60 bucks and I got like a foam bat from Amazon because there was, he would only been on one episode. So there was no, there was no merch out there. Right. You got right on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so wait, yeah. you did Negan before the comedian. Oh yeah. Yeah. Negan okay. Is I must've me met you. Okay. I must've met you through, I must've met you when you were Negan then, because I fully remember that happening. And if that happened before comedian, I must've met you when you were doing Negan. Maybe, but I mean, I still do need like the Negan's been through yeah, the it's whole been continuous. Yeah. Or maybe yeah, I missed me. Yeah. yeah. I might've missed the first round then. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. That's possible. So but how that's... did it, how did it start? Were you just watching Firefly and you know, I was like, I want to dress up like that guy. No, no, it started. I've been a nerd and a geek all my life. And I, and, but, and I'd been to, uh, Toronto Trek, the Star Trek convention. Uh, oh my God. You I know. I know. At the cool? Royal Constellation. No, it's not cool. It's not even a little bit cool. It's, it's because <laughs> <laughs> we're talking back in the day. So I believe it. So I'm going to age myself a little bit. I used to sell computer software. Uh, my buddy and I used to sell like, like boxed computer software back when people still bought those things. Right. Right. And we went to Toronto Trek as vendors two years running and actually did very, very well. But I was still like a big nerd. But I remember distinctly, I think it was at the second one and some, I don't know, some Klingons or something walked by. And I turned to my buddy, uh, Jason, and I was like, I'm never dressing up like that, man. Like, look at those nerds. There is no way I'm ever doing that. That was like in my probably late 20s, mid to late 20s or whatever. And then London got a pair of London's where I'm at. And we got a pair of comic cons. We got London comic con and forest city comic. Con. <laughs> and I went to forest city comic con. The first one that they had just in my regular clothes. And I saw so many people dressed up in so many different cool things. And then a vendor was selling a hat that's distinctive to that character, to the Jay and Cobb character. Uh, and it was labeled the hero of Canton. And I saw the hat and I was like, Oh man, I really want that. And my buddy that was with me got it for me for like my birthday. And I just wore it around for a while, like a goofball, didn't really think about doing anything. But then I remembered all those cool costumes that I saw. And I was like, uh, what, what rating is this podcast, by the way? Oh, completely explicit. Oh, good. All right. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to see what I can do. And I started hitting like army surplus stores and, and, you know, got some cargo pants and got like a drop like holster and, and put the stupid hat on and the gloves. And yeah, I went out for free comic book day that first year as Jane Cobb. And there, I, there happened to be a guy that was doing wash at the time. So he and I got some pictures together and I had a great old time, but yeah, like maybe like one in 50 people knew what I was doing or knew who I was. But then, yeah, that then led to me wanting to get into it. And then that led to Negan. And then that snowballed into all of this so it's all it all comes down to negan negan is why i'm here and and, and why i've enjoyed some of the success that i've enjoyed because that character just took the whole television world by storm and then and then when i put it on people people fucking hated my guts and it was the best thing you know i go to a lot of conventions as you know and i yeah. know with source point i'm going across the states and stuff i have seen i can't tell you how many negans right, <laughs> right. In, in my travels of course and i will honestly tell you in no bias way that you're oh, stop. you know, I know someone i know called. but it's serious you're one of the best i've if not the best i've seen out there stop and i don't know man cuz if you put like yes you guys look alike right you know but if you put you next like you know next to each other you're mm -hmm. not twins right no no also no. something about the aura of the way you come off you know what i mean like that oh it's all kinda, swagger bro yeah it's, it's all, swagger. all swagger right yeah, it all, all it just is. completes the look especially yeah. um you know what let me see if i can uh i'm gonna try something here i don't do this part too often and i'm my own producer kids so uh you kind of got to deal with it we're gonna i'm gonna try and share a screen here 
Okay. Ooh, yeah, give it up. Screen that we're on. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. there we go. So you you can. Hey, there's you. Yeah, okay. I can see you. Yeah. I'm gonna go over here and close this, and I've prepared a few things. Oh wow. So. This is all high flute, and this is a little bit. I'm trying. Yeah, no, you're. No, I'm. A, I'm. I am suitably impressed. Can we see I know that dude. You know that dude. Now you're Zombie Negan. How did, how did that come about? Just for fun, suggestion. Just, yeah, I, I was thinking, what would it? What would it be like? And he was still alive and well, and still the leader of the savior. Like he was still on the show full time at that point. And I was like, I wonder what it would be like if he got bit. Like, what would that look like? It turned out so well, man. Like, <laughs> and that shot. Who took? Oh. So are you there? Are you back? Yeah. All right. Sorry. Yeah, I'm here. I forgot yeah, to mention that's been happening lately. For some reason, my zoom freezes for like five seconds oh, and I got to reconnect. So if that I does gotcha. happen again, literally just give it a couple seconds. No, and I'll, no worries. Yeah. I'll be right back. But no, nope. yeah, this was, uh, this no, was just a concept, bro. Yeah. Yeah. We just threw it together in, in an afternoon and it, uh, it went over really well. It was fun. And then, and then I don't know if I was technically, you know, quote unquote, the first to do that. But after I did that version, I did see a few of them crop up online. People doing like a bitten or a walker or a zombie Negan. So I thought that was pretty cool. Nice. I'm sure. I'm sure you originated it. Here we go. There's the one. Look at the smile. <laughs> it just all comes together. Now I love the uh, the actual work on this outfit here. Tell me right. about the construction of this piece, man. Uh, it's a collaborative effort. There's uh, probably, I want to say, four or five different uh, crafters that went into putting that entire piece together. Uh, I, I do nothing on my own. Nothing happens in a microcosm. Uh, the gun is a 3D custom print uh, by my friend Paul Zapatelli. The, the pants and the armor itself, the main armor piece, are from uh, a girl named Amber or Amy Cosplay. The belt buckle and the one shoulder pad is from another couple of friends of mine. The blue shoulder pad I made. Uh, the drop leg holster I, and, and the knee pads and such uh, were bought from a different thing. It's a it's a custom leather mask that was made by somebody else again. So. And how does how is that on? Is there a band we can't really see well? There is a there is a band. Yeah, okay. my I don't know what's going. Like uh, spirit gum doesn't stick to my my skin and in particular my face. I've tried several times; it doesn't work, and that's what most of the cosplayers use. So yeah, I put I found I went to the dollar store and I got like some cheap Halloween masks, and so they have like the thinnest the thinnest little elastic right, around the right. back. And I just put a couple of grommets in the side and I actually put some black around my eyes and throw the mask on. It looks it, so it, form fitted. Like it, it looks it, like it's sucked to your face. Like. It's, it's leather. So we wet the leather. It's like a hide. Oh. So we wet it. And then, yeah, so it is, it's definitely formed to the face. Yeah. That's beautiful. Beautiful it's, work. It was a year putting all that together and, and uh, there's still work being, I'm still working on it and, and still want to make improvements on Constantly it. But yeah. Trying it's, to it's, like, yeah. So Dude, how, how much of it, yeah. like, so you, you did your few and did you immediately get hooked on the actual construction and putting in the work or was that surprisingly mm -hmm. difficult at first? Like, it still, it still is the, the work. It's so weird. People in the, in the community, for some, the work is everything. The work is, is what it is. And, and that's great. I'm not, I'm not that guy for me. The, the public appearance is what it is. The, that's the, you, you like, the, you like the end Production. connecting with people giving people that experience connecting with their fandom 
um, and seeing the look on their face when they see something from their fandom come to life like that in front of them and they get to interact with it and touch it. Cause I do try to, to, to cause play it too, like role play a bit, a bit of it too. Right. That that's what I'm in it for. The work sucks, dude. If, if I can buy a costume <laughs> straight out, if I can just give somebody just... A, a chunk of money and just get a costume, that's what I'll do. But there's nobody making <laughs> a comedian costume out there. So, so we had to build it. There's one of my many partners in crime. That's, that's Alicia or Kitties and Pretties, as she's known on Instagram. That's great stuff too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Her Sally is absolutely top notch, and we've we've actually done a bunch of stuff together in 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 those in those suits just because so, they go so well together. You know, it kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, I, I I I thought a lot about the end production of something um, when I actually I was at the Muppet Exposition, the Jim Henson ex- exhibition in, in oh, New yeah. York. Okay. And, uh, and I was listening to this podcast with Brian Henson, his son, and because I wondered why they didn't have a lot of the certain things that were made. You figure they would have saved a lot of the original Muppet Show stuff. Mm-hmm. And he said, apparently, they never saved anything because Jim Henson didn't care. He didn't care about the process. Like oh. he cared. He cared. He liked to make Muppets. But right. that wasn't the end result. Once the Muppet was made and the skit was made and then it was filmed that piece of film was the art. That was right. what his end goal was. So anything he used to make that video just kind of didn't matter to him anymore. So they throw out a lot of Muppets and a lot of sets. And yeah. because he's like, it's there, it's right on the film. You watch the art I was intending to make. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it kind of feels like that idea, which I'm totally It, it is a little bit. Yeah, you'll you'll note it if you ever go through my Instagram account, and, and I wouldn't blame you for not doing that. If there's way too much stuff on there, but um, there's not a lot of like crafting or or progress stuff on there because yeah I I I, I don't enjoy that part of it. <laughs> it's a means to an end is, is all it is. Exactly what you're saying. It's a means to an end, and and some people are fascinated by it. I'm happy to share whatever skills or knowledge that I have gleaned and learned over the last four years, whether it's paint or props or or whatever. But yeah, I don't I don't care about any of that. I just want to put cool shit on and go and go meet people. That's fucking love it, dude, man. That's I've what been, I want to do. I've always done this show production wise like solo i've never had help i've always like i had a co-host in the beginning who did a lot of the work but he left it like episode 70 so you know for the past like 320 episodes i've been my own producer my own editor my own everything and my own poster my own social media yeah good for you i've when i started podcasting i could barely use facebook and now I can build websites and and audio engineering and all this crazy shit but i don't like any of it I kind of like editing. <laughs> I prefer film editing to audio and I kind of sure. like editing, but even that has lost its flavor for me. Yeah. And I just, I'm almost at the point now after 10 years of doing this where I'm like, maybe I should get a producer. Cause at this point I just want to talk. I just want to yeah, record mean, the end thing and be done with it. <laughs> if it frees you up to do the things you love. Right. Yeah. 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 It's cool. So I mean, this has all been seamless so far. So I don't know what you're doing in the background, but so far this is this is wonderful as far as I've done a few of these. So this this has been great. Whatever I, you're doing, this is this is this is very well, this thank is very you good. Very much. Yeah. I think what's gotten me through is uh not not caring, but just my nonchalantness over worrying about all that kind of stuff. A lot of people get into podcasting and um they take it very serious and they feel like it's gotta for some reason be so professional or no one's gonna listen or something like that but i started out in the trenches at comic-con in artist alley with my iphone talking shit with my friends and it became a podcast and people enjoyed that because it was real it was it was unscripted 
And uh, yeah, I've never been polished, man. Everybody pays nowadays. A lot of podcasters pay. They pay a network or a producer to, you know, do all that stuff for them. So all they got to do is record it and send in the package. And they, you know, that is the average common way. Or there's a team, right? You have right. a couple of co-hosts, right. one of them yes. is a producer, whatever. Yeah. Um, no, man, I've done everything for free. So many sleepless nights on YouTube, just figuring out how to get around ways to do stuff for free. Because it wasn't like it is 10 years ago now. Now there's all these easy platforms and things to use. Right. Um, Squarespace, whatever. But back yeah. then, like I had to learn WordPress to learn to make an RSS feed, you know, which you could pay $100 to do. But I didn't have $100. So I just stayed no, up all night. And but that's the, where the passion comes from. You don't do any of those things unless, even if you hate doing them, you don't do any of those things unless you can see the goal in mind where you right. want to get well, to. I love the end, here you are. I love the end game so much that I continuously keep to go through it as it seems obviously like you're doing the same thing, you know? Absolutely. So, yep. um, you have, as a lot of people have, I was going to say this earlier too, when you mentioned about uh, that we can do this magically. Um, online now is when the pandemic started mm. and everybody flooded online it was really weird for me right because i've been doing this for 10 years interviewing sure. people talking to people and all of a sudden everybody was doing it which is fine i you know right. i think i've always said everybody in the world should have a podcast even if it's your own personal blog or diary for it's sure just, it's a good exercise you know yep. in conversation in in thought and uh everybody was doing it and it kind of turned me off Oh, okay. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of like, it's not that easy or I worked so hard. Maybe I had a tiny bit of bitterness right. that all of a sudden Zoom came around and everybody was just Zooming yeah. and using the other streamcasters and everybody's streaming. And I was yep. like, you know, and plus it was like so much video that a lot of the audio was getting killed. Right. Um, right. Audio, my audio downloads like disappeared because everybody right. started watching online. Sure. So yeah, it, it left a little weird flavor in my mouth for a little while, but then I kind of waited and watched and I realized what was missing and what was missing was my voice in the community. I realized not saying my voice is a big deal, but I just saw all these people doing it exactly the same. Right. You know, it was the same yep. conversation over and over and over. Yep. And even I got sick. Of, I got to the point where my show became like a Kickstarter machine. And it was all I got like 30 emails a day from people wanting to promote Kickstarters. And I can only ask you about Kickstarter so many times. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, and just so we're clear, I, I, I don't have a, I'm promoting <laughs> yeah. nothing. I have That's, nothing to promote today. It's part of all. the reason you're here, man. What I did is I made a <laughs> mental switch and I was like, I'm going back old school. I'm going to invite yeah. some other type people who I there can just go. hang out with yep. and chit chat with. And, and I'm happy to do that with you. That's no problem. Zero things to promote right now. I have nothing right. in the hopper, nothing on the go. Although you have um kind of increased your online presence in the past year as well you've been doing a lot more like live instagram and stuff yeah yeah just trying to talk about things that i'm passionate about like you're like you're talking about like mm -hmm. none of this happens i didn't do this or start doing any of this to push forward some sort of an agenda or get up on a soapbox and start preaching this or that i got into it for my own passions like i've been a geek and a nerd literally my whole life star wars the original superman movie batman in 89 like those were two things that were so influential on me i collected comics back in the 90s the birth of image comics and marvel and dc and such so yeah i've always been into it 
this was a natural outlet for that. And then as I saw different opportunities come up, Instagram lives and doing IGTVs and all this kind of stuff where it's still kind of like what you're saying. I haven't put any of the time in brother. You, you, you have built this from the ground up and you had to learn how to do all this. I literally bought a tripod off Amazon for $25. <laughs> I stick my phone in it and then I just record myself rambling for 15 minutes and then hit a button and it just goes off to the internet right. and then three people see it. And maybe one of them will make a comment on it and I might have a little bit of a conversation on it and then that's it. So the opportunities are there because of the technology and the way it's bloomed and blossomed. And yeah, so I try to take a little bit of advantage of it. Would I love to have what you have? Absolutely. Am I going to put the time in to do what I need to do to have what you have? There's not a fucking chance. That's gonna <laughs> I have this. I have all the, I've got a soundboard over here. I've got a decent mic. I've got a, right. a high def camera now. Like I could do it if I wanted to spend the time learning yeah. all about it. I still, I, I don't, man. I still <laughs> don't have a soundboard. I don't use the soundboard. Everybody's like, everybody freaks you. out of getting the Behringers and they get all excited when they get their shit. I, I have been so easy. I have, uh, I don't know if I can show you kids here. This is what we're actually recording through. A lot of people have seen these, the Zooms, which is yeah, funny nice. on the Zoom on the Zoom. Yeah. But it's a little portable digital recorder that also works as an audio interface. So I've literally just got my mic plugged into that and that plugged into the laptop. Oh, you got a H1. I got a little teeny tiny. So oh, I used you, to have that one. That's have adorable. You, have you been to uh, CK Expo in, in Chatham, Kent? I went for the first time last year. Good for or you. When they had the last one. Because what yeah. happened was, um, I guess, uh, Josh Werner, who is uh, art director and co-founder of SourcePoint Press, uh, years ago had done a show there uh, when things were just little before things was resource point had blown up and stuff. Um, so he went and did a show and had a really good time. And I guess the, the runners of that show also own a shop. Am I correct? Do you know? I, one of them owns a shop. Right. Yes. So yes. that shop has been really good to source point. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. Nice. They're, they've, I guess they've been over the years, incredibly supportive of source point. I That's wish awesome. I could remember the shop to shout them out. So I apologize. I, I, Chris runs the shop and, I, and I'll be, I've been in the shop, but I also don't remember the, name of the shop because <laughs> so I'm many, such a great friend honest, that way. Yeah, hard. I know. So, so he hit me up and he's like, uh, you know, he's like this area that far from you. And I'm like, no, not at all. He's like, can you cover this show? I really, I, it's a really small one day show, but I really want to do it because the people are awesome. The people that run it treated him really, really well. Yep. Um, so he really wanted a presence there because he couldn't come out over the border at the time. So right. I went, I was like, yeah. So I went out there and I brought my kid with me and uh, mm-hmm. we went on it and I had a great day. That was, yeah. That was a it's super a fun little show, con. right? Yeah. Just and the guys that run so that welcoming. Con, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. It's fantastic. And they've been really good to me too. They get me involved in the con. I've been hosting the cosplay contest now for the last two years running. And, nice. and uh, I work with, so <laughs> there was, there was a point. So my soundboard, my Sennheiser mic and my tiny little zoom here has all been provided to me by Rob Bellamy. Who's the other guy that runs CK Expo. The, the guy that does most of like the scheduling books, the guests, that type of thing. That's who I was hooked up with. Yeah, Rob uh, is Rob, a great guy. That was super. I, I I I literally can't say enough amazing things about Rob. A lot of the acting gigs that I've managed to land as a result of cosplay have come with Rob. He's been writing, directing, editing, such. Uh, he's just one of the most genuinely nice human beings I've ever run into in my life. I've spent so much time with the dude. I've never seen him even angry. I've right. never and and he's running a con. He's in the middle of a con, and the fire alarms are going off, and bullshit's happening, and he's just like. 
like zen and all that shit out man right. rob is the absolute goods yeah he provided me a bunch of stuff he's like yeah go ahead and start your own podcast he's got his own podcast the movie madhouse it's a, it's a great podcast he had me on a couple of times too but yeah he set me up with all this shit and i'm like yeah i'm totally gonna do that and then i just I, i've never <laughs> <laughs> i've never done it and i probably never will and i hope he doesn't see this because he's gonna know i'm probably never gonna get around to it rob if you want all your stuff back you can have it it's okay i don't mind so what were your first steps into the community itself was that through london meeting other london cosplayers or popping out to toronto because you've gotten to know quite a few folks over the past few years you, yeah i and out in the in the cosplay area community the uh, I'm going to try to be as political here as I possibly can. So I'll try to, I want to navigate the, the, the troubled, the, the troubled waters. Um, yeah, you know, definitely first in the London scene, the first major, uh, like the first time I, I went out as Negan was in London. It was at four city comic-con and that's when it was still at the convention center here in London. And, and it was, nobody else was doing Negan at the time. It was, it was essentially like everybody knew who he was, but he was still new enough that, that there wasn't really anybody doing it. So, um it, like like i like i made the paper that day like they took pictures like it was covered and i and i and i got a spot in the paper i was booed relentlessly i had people driving up to me on the street and what? yelling at me and stuff oh yeah i had a little old lady in subway uh she was in line in front of me and it was the second day of the con and i was dressed as negan and i went in to get lunch and i i sidled up behind her in the lineup and she and she was probably about 411 she had to be in her 80s she turned around. She looked up at me. She was, like I said, very short lady. And with her whole body, you could see she tensed up and she just said, I hate you. She was so <laughs> incensed. And, and that's, and by the way, that's when I was hooked. I'm like, I'm never not doing this. This is the best thing ever. Um, that then led to a lot of the cosplayers that were there, especially the local London cosplayers, but there were also quite a few Toronto cosplayers there as well, uh, helping to run the cosplay contest and such. That then sort of, I don't know, I guess got their attention. And so we started to to talk and, and connect and network at that point. And uh, yeah, and and it's just it's awesome. as you keep doing it and you keep collaborating, you keep doing stuff, it's you keep networking. And that that Toronto crowd is uh, that's it's a. Uh, it's it's a fascinating crowd. That's it is sure. interesting. Yeah, I, it's sure. I, I, you know what? I so feel what you're saying right oh, now. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, the Padawan here. Yeah, how you doing, Padawan? What's going on, buddy? Are you in there driving or drawing? Driving, driving, drawing away. One of my best. One of your best pieces. We'll come out, go finish it, and then come show it on the show before it's over. Or is it done? Well, go do up the color. We'll show everybody. Yeah, I want to see it. Jeff wants to see it. Yeah, man. You can do it in time. No? I can't. You can't? You already just know? See, <laughs> he's an art freak. This kid, all he does since pandemic started is incessantly draw. I don't know if you've ever seen any of his pictures that I've posted online. It's a good, it's a good, it's a good time to do it. So that's, yeah, for it sure. Make, he's gotten so good. It makes me re-question the education system. That if we actually let kids focus on the things they love, how good they might get at them. You Weird, know? right? Yeah, totally. So this kid has like Halloween, obviously, but still the costumes that this kid has wanted to pull over the years. Uh, the best one was, I think it was three, four years ago. This kid comes to me and says, I want to, I want to do John Wick. Yes. Uh, what grade was that? Grade three or four? Uh, grade three. My grade three kid comes to me and he's like, John Wick, John Wick Perfect. for Halloween. And I you was were like, like okay. Yes. Well, it was so easy. Of course. So we borrowed a friend of ours. Their kid had a little black suit. So yeah. done. I had Perfect. a black tie. All the thing I had to get was a black shirt. 
Yeah. So, no, it's perfect. Stretch shirt for him, and we got him a little gun, and we got him a wig. We had an old black wig that we kind of awesome. like, cut, and it, yeah, and you know, yeah. it, I put that on Instagram, and it exploded because I put cosplay, of course, and the thing, yeah, it, just, it, it exploded. Like it, that's it's awesome. Awesome. You know? I'm gonna have to go check that out. That's great. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something about the Toronto cosplay Shoot. community. And okay. I don't want this to come off wrong or weird either. Well, be, be careful. But I think we're, they're stuck in a bubble. Right. And uh, wonderful people. I've met some amazing people through cosplay. And I've seen some amazing cosplay done. You are one of the standouts, your pieces. Thank you. Um, Thank you. But as I said, again, I go to C2E2. I go to New York Comic Con. Oh, so you've been to the Comic-Con. big ones. You've seen the real I've stuff. I've seen yeah. what's capable and I've yeah. seen what's possible. And yeah. and this is a friendly challenge to all you Toronto area cosplayers, but you need to step things up. Yeah. Because I've seen some stuff that is just so mind-blowing. It's almost like you can't even realize it's standing in front of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I do. I absolutely do. And there's so much of it. And I wish, like a lot of people, I try to tell people, like, get out there. I know because, you know, Southern Ontario has so many conventions. For sure. It's very easy to feel like you're doing a lot and you're getting around. But I always try to tell people, like, hop over to New York, hop over to Michigan, hop hop over to Motor City. Because cosplay in the States, I think it's just had a longer history. It's had more development. Um, so it's just at another level. Do you know? Absolutely. I mean? No, no, no. And the resources, the time that they have, mm-hmm. the the cost of goods and materials is a lot better down there. It, it's just an easier way to go about it down there. Uh, yeah. Most of the pieces that we even buy, if it's not coming overseas, it's coming up out of the States. And so right. that makes it challenging as well, but they don't have to do that. They can just get it right there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they, they have all the tools and resources to really knock it out of the park. And and especially uh, San Diego's great, but a lot of the, the amazing cosplays you see coming out of New York are just. Right. And it's not, and I don't mean bigger and better and badass, or I'm not talking like, you know, visually huge or like, even though they have that stuff, you do see mm. those ro- like literal, I've seen, I've had Transformers walk by me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just stop the whole show. I'm sure yep. you've seen footage oh, of yeah. at the big yep. shows. It's amazing. Just servos like spinning as they're walking. You can hear it like, yeah. And, uh, but it's the subtle ones that have blown my mind. So I'm standing there at a table at one point at Source Point table. And these two come up and they're looking at our books, these two like teenagers, right? And uh, I'm sitting there and I look at the other one who just walks up to the friend and I'm like, wait a minute, are you Judd Nelson in Breakfast Club? And he's like, yes, I am. And then he's like, uh, and she's whatever. I didn't realize because she was all in black. So she was Ali Sheedy, right? She's Ali Sheedy, of course. Yeah, I don't remember the the characters' names. And then uh, she goes, yeah, we're all here. And I look around, I see they're kind of a group and it's the breakfast club, right? That's fantastic. And what do I do? I ask for a picture. Of, of course. course Can I get to. a picture of the breakfast yes, club? And of what course. does, now when I ask for the picture, what do you think happens? I hope they all put, they all strike the pose that you immediately see on the busted of out the, the poster of course, immediately without of hesitation. Like that's their mission. That's why they were so what there. you have to do. And they busted it out. Like they were just Good so ready. Them. And I was Good like, this them. is just a level unseen. You know what I mean? Like you Absolutely. go to commit, you don't go to just walk around in your pretty costume guys like you and everything, you know, you're going and you're there, you're into it. You're there for everybody to portray, to play, to have fun. I love that. Right. Yeah. Some, some, I do find it's tough in the community too, because there are some people that have some social 
issue like you know what i mean and so for some of them just just getting the costume on and getting out for a couple of hours is already it opens the, them up right the, the, it, but but that might be the peak of, of what their level of social interaction can be so i do have a certain level of empathy what i'd love to see more of what you're talking about people getting into a role instead of just being a mannequin wearing a costume and getting pictures taken do i want to see them more interaction and, yeah. and more fan servicey Absolutely. I would love to see that. I get yeah. it though. For some people, it's really, really hard, but there's some others where, yeah, it's, we're just like any other group of humans. Some of us are, I get lazy sometimes too. Like sure, yeah. I'll throw on Spider-Man for the kids and the kids will be losing their minds. But by my three or 400th picture, I'm just like, yeah, man, here's the web shooters. Let's do it. Like it's not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, it's How hard to then start flipping off walls and doing crazy stuff. So yeah, that's a little just bit kinda... of fatigue happens too, but you just kind of started playing with spandex in like the last like year oh, or two, right? Brother, 47 right? years old, 40 <laughs> fucking seven years old. And I'm putting on spandex. You believe this shit? At least you, you've maintained oh, no. the physique to pull it off. Right. It, like, that's, that's been, that's been the tough part for sure. But yeah, my good friend uh, who used to go by Woodstock Spider-Man and now goes by Spider-Verse, uh, my good friend, Scott, um, he was the one that was really, really pushing for me to get into the Lycra suits uh, in particular, the Spider-Man suits. He's got over 100 Spider-Man suits, so he's like a super freak. So right. he had me try one of his on. The problem, of course, is like he's about five two. Hi, Scott, and uh, <laughs> I'm six one. So there was there was a bit of disparity there. But once we kind of got it locked in place, he facilitated me getting my first one. And the nice part is, man, I got to tell you, like like the comedian was uh, probably about I don't know a thousand dollars and a year's worth of work. I can get a Spider-Man suit for 60 bucks delivered to my door inside of three weeks. So, yeah. and, and I'm sure adorning the outfit is, is much easier too, right? Like it's a hundred percent easier. Thing on, it's a hundred percent easier. And no matter what I've done and, and even what I've seen done, um, even, even characters like Captain America and, and Thor that I've done in a Jedi and, and, and Superman, and I've even done Batman once the reaction that a character like Spider-Man gets there, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing right. like it. Like yeah, kids yeah. just lose their minds for a character like Spider-Man. You did uh, Batman? I, <laughs> How have I not seen so, you Batman? Uh, there, <laughs> there is, I believe there's one picture uh, on my Instagram for that. So my good friend, um, a good friend of mine was getting married and she wanted someone to walk her down the aisle and her father had passed. And she asked me if I would walk her down the aisle, but her name is Robin. So she asked if I could get a Batman suit and walk her down the aisle as Batman and Robin. So I contacted my good friend, Mike, through Medieval Mad Love Cosplay. Uh, they're local here in town, too, in London, and asked him if I could borrow his pimp-ass Batfleck Batman suit, muscle suit, the whole nine yards. And he was like, it's for a wedding? Absolutely. And yeah. I threw it on, went to the wedding and, and walked her down the aisle as Batman. That's amazing. And she told nobody. There's like three people in the wedding party that knew it was going to happen. So we just kind of came out to this outdoor wedding in front of all the guests. And I'm in a full Batman suit awesome. and everybody. Yeah, everybody got on board too. It was great. So, yeah. I was uh, I was lucky enough to help out a wedding with lightsabers once. My buddy nice. married and uh, nice. they wanted to do the lightsaber arch thing. Hell yeah, so they I did. brought in a couple, brought them a couple of the FXers and... Good for you. Toss that up. So yeah. Star Wars is for everybody, man. Nobody yeah. owns Star Wars, man. Star Wars belongs to all of us. It's good times. Um, 47. Jesus. Um, I know. Definitely in the same range, man. It's, Are we? Uh, you're yeah. wearing it. You're wearing it better than I am, brother. I, I don't know about that, man. Uh, I, I'm at 44 now. and just hit 44 last February. And I got to tell you this, because I want to ask you, we're going to get a little, little off the cosplay line. Yeah, that's okay, man. We can talk minutes. whatever we want. Yep. Um, last year, uh, I decided to make a change. 
I was I not having did. a good year last year. Yeah, I know you did. And, and uh, the change is is remarkable. By the you. way, thank you. I how much are you? How much are you down now? Um, I actually went up a little. I was down sixty five. Good for you. Um, but that was phase one Fight Club, right? Where I just wanted to shred it. Get just get down. as lean as you yeah, could. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. So accomplished my goal. Year one done. Fight Club. Good over. for you. Phase yep. two, Captain America. So Attaboy. the goal now is to just try to gain a bit. I just want to increase the upper area, build the chest a little bit. Get for sure. Up. Like I'm not trying to hulk it up or anything like that. I just, I got really skinny. Yep. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I just like to now see if I can put a little more on top. I'm just doing all the things I'd never did in my life for whatever reasons. Right. I've been a tree climber for 20 years and I wasn't in shape, which was fucking ridiculous. Right. Hilarious. Yeah. So, but just everything uh, that I had to, I was going through at the time, blah, blah, blah. And I needed that change. So I went on that year mission and you did uh, so good, dude. Thanks, so a lot good. Of hiking lifestyle changes, dieting. And there was lots of inspiration yeah. and uh, not good for like you. toot horns or anything, but you were one of them, man. Because, Thanks, brother. Being you know, your cosplay and being in the mind of always thinking about fitness and, you know, over the last year was always on my mind. And when I'd see you in your cosplay, I'd be like, I know he's hovering in my age and I'm curious how you've done it. How have you kept fit? Like, uh, I'm not even sure what you do nowadays professionally. So I don't know if you're active. I don't know if you go to the gym. What are you up to? Great genetics? It's I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, yeah, I, I am a mesomorph, so I can I can essentially, you know, uh, put on weight and take off weight kind of at will. Right. So right. Um, I did what everybody else did when, when COVID hit last year is I ate everything. <laughs> I was working the whole time, but I ate everything and I put on a, a pretty serious amount of weight for me. I had a journey similar to you seven years ago, seven years ago, I was at 255 pounds Ooh, and, and felt broke two tens. So yeah, man. no, I felt absolutely terrible. I got down to 190 pounds and felt amazing. I was running, I was uh, dieting, I was uh, exercising. It, it was, I felt really, really good. That was seven years ago and I kept it off for the most part, but yeah, whatever reason late at uh, the second half of last year, I just ate everything there was to eat at any time of the day that I wanted. And it was just nothing. And I woke up on January 1st, uh, at, uh, 227 pounds, which I hadn't been since I'd originally lost all the weight. And, uh, I was like, yeah, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I'm, I was still strong. I work a very physical job. So right. the strength never left, but I was carrying so much extra weight. I really got an eye opener. I was doing a charity event, a food drive event. Uh, I want to say it was in probably in January. And the first day I went, I went as Captain America and I put on my Captain America suit and everything still fit. Okay. So I went to Captain America. The second day I said I was going to do Thor and I got a new Thor, like a white sheet leather, like a really pimp Thor suit. Nice. Yeah. 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 I couldn't, couldn't, <laughs> oh, no. couldn't get it on. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to switch gears. I'm going to just put Obi-Wan on. Obi-Wan will fit. Obi-Wan always fits. It's great. I've been heavy before and Obi-Wan is fit. Yeah. Yeah. Obi-Wan wouldn't fit either. So oh, yeah, oh, I know, no. I know, I know. So that made it, that was like the, definitely the, the little bell going off i'm like yeah i can't i can't just not i can't have all these i have thousands of dollars in cosmos laying around i'm not gonna right. so yeah i just started to I started a diet and exercise regime at that point and uh got down to 190 191 pounds is where i got to i wanted to get to 190 but i got to 191 now i'm probably hovering around 194 195 but and that nice. seems to be sort of my fighting weight and all by the way for anybody watching or anybody listening all of these numbers are just numbers it's it, yeah. the numbers have nothing to do absolutely with anything as far as yeah. that goes the numbers are for me mentally only and nothing else it's and how in this you feel. discussion it's kind of neat when you are 
talking to somebody and those numbers translate differently now because when, when you're telling me your numbers i can kind of get an idea of what you had to go through and how long yeah. it took it's, it's weird. yeah 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 for sure so the physicality is there like i've always been fairly tall i've always been fairly broad but when I'm carrying a lot of the extra weight, I just, I just feel like garbage. I just, I just don't feel good. Right. And even if, if the cosplays don't mm -hmm. fit, I just don't feel well. Um, now. Yeah. This, this is like you said, this is, this is closer to my fight club weight. This is, this is where I like to be lean and mean. And, and yeah, boy, if you're going to wear spandex, right. Right. Yeah. You don't have much yeah. of a choice. Well, so I... the, the, the diet regime was uh, essentially um, keto, fairly dirty keto, but, but uh, a low carb diet. And then, um, intermittent fasting on top of that as well. So that right for yeah. me was the most effective um, over a three month yeah. period. I wanted uh, to try that, but I couldn't pull it off because of my job. Um, I work in such bursts of activity in a way. Cause mm -hmm. like, you know, where my, the part of my morning isn't much. And then I'm in a tree and while I'm in that tree, I'm, my heart rates up and I'm moving and sure. I get just stupid hungry. So I was kind of the little meals all day, just really. Yeah. Then I got the Fitbit and tracked it. And uh, yeah, it got to be routine. So last February, February 10th is my birthday. And yep. that's when I broke it. Right. And uh, I don't yep. know if you saw my day of epic fast uh, feasting. No, I did on, not see that. On, I took my day. I took the day off work on my birthday <laughs> to eat. I went to like five of my favorite restaurants. I got you, the man. most. I got ch chili cheese dogs. Yeah, deep you fried did. Mars bars. Yeah. And I filmed it all and put it on Facebook throughout the day. And it was great. And so how I, shitty did you feel the next day, by the way? Actually, not too bad. Now, here's no way. it's interesting is I, I let it go. I was like, OK, I'm going to take a couple of weeks to not count my calories. I'm right. not going to go crazy. I'm going to still kind of eat normal, but be just yeah. more forgiving. Sure. Like a year of counting your calories is it's tough. It's, it's torture, right? Yep, absolutely. Um, so I just wanted to eat and be able to eat. So I just started eating. A month later, nothing changed. I, I gained a little bit of weight, mm -hmm. but it was mostly water weight. But overall, right. I kept burning those calories. Yeah, dude. And I was like, have I actually kind of semi-permanently changed <laughs> like, my metabolism? Come out the other side of it? I was Absolutely. like, does this work? Like it didn't, I figured once I stopped, it would all just fall right back on. And it can. And that has happened before. Right. But but your body so clearly hits like an equilibrium that yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it it likes being there. Your body doesn't like carrying all that shit, garbage, greasy weight yeah. from all that terribleness that you had. And yeah. a lot of people don't realize too. I had this conversation with somebody the other day. They're like, I'm, I'm losing it so slow. Like it's just coming off so slow. And I'm like, it took you years to put it on. Right. It took yeah. you so long to put it on. You may have only put on two pounds a year, but over 10 years, that's 20 pounds, but you're not going to take those 10 years of 20 pounds off in three weeks. You, 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 it took you yeah. that long to put it on. It's going to take you a if while you to take, take it one off. pound a week off. You're doing great. I know you yeah, take exactly. two pounds. You're doing, you're doing it the healthy way. So it's the long, you know? slow burn. That's what you've got it. That's what you got to get the mindset yeah. in. But so that that's what food, it comes down to. It actually felt so good that I ate so much that I was like, I think we need a little more <laughs> and I started eating a little more, not like crazy, but yeah, then I started yeah. getting a little like, cause I felt really light. And when I got fit, I felt light. I felt fast. I felt great. Right. I felt super healthy, super energetic, yeah, all yep. everything except one thing. I didn't feel strong. You didn't feel strong. Yep. I didn't feel any strength. I felt yep. like I had nothing. And no, I was like, fair. okay, I need to add that. I need to add that. Right. Yep. Because um, what I do, it's the th biggest thing I can equate to tree climbing is actually swimming. 
Like after I've climbed a tree and I get down, my Fitbit registers it as swimming. Oh, okay. Because it's the they're like the two things that use the most muscles. Right. I'm not. You're using every muscle in your body. Every yeah. move is different, so you're right. constantly on your your core is what's kind of you're just all these positions you're in. Yeah, yeah. Holes and stuff, and it felt really good. So that's kind of why I I decided on phase two. Uh, to bulk up a little because I started feeling stronger just by eating. Yeah. And I was like, oh, for sure. yeah, eating is fuel. I forgot, you know, I especially just, if you're eating clean, getting lots of good protein right. in you and, and, you know, get yeah. that brown, that brown, brown rice and beans, buddy. You get that, you get that chicken the in there. Rice, get man. <laughs> I'm a tuna eggs, the tuna eggs and stuff, but I can't. Hey, man, however it. you get that protein, that's, that's good, ice, bro. Right? Just, just keep it mostly clean, but yeah, I, get some calories in you and bulk up. I found a mint chip flavored protein powder. Mm. Oh my god! Like mint chips, my favorite. This changed everything, man. I'll just drink this stuff for life. fun, right? It's so good. And then, but <laughs> you know how uh, the protein can kind of gum things up a little, so you got to be bit. careful about. Oh stuff. yeah, no, 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 for sure. Um, I love, and of course, you are in this category. But when cosplayers are, you know, in large resemblance to the person portraying the cosplay, it's so much fun. Or even when they fit a certain idea. I don't know if you know him, but you know that gigantic Batman in the Toronto community? There's one bat cosplayer, but he's like eight feet tall and he does the whole wing thing and he's got the sticks on the wings. Uh, I don't think so. No, oh, I don't think I'm, I've seen him. I'll have I'm to look him up. I'm shocked you haven't seen this guy. Yeah. He maybe, I don't know if he's been around the past years, but this guy has a straight up Batman costume. Very well made, but it's yep. just the symbol, the blue, the gray. It's a Batman. But he's like seven feet tall or eight feet. He's just enormous. Plus, yep. he's got the flats on. He goes for that. And it's the long ears. He's got the yeah, yeah. long ears. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's got the square jaw. It's like the guy in the... He looks a lot like the guy in the Batman uh, fan uh, uh, fan films that they put out. I don't oh, know if you okay. ever see any of those. Yeah, yeah, I have. But actually, he's just yeah. got that presence. Yeah. And oh yeah, man, this guy's this guy's amazing. He's just yeah. so fitted to it. And so it's just like an epic like presence when he puts out this like 10 foot cape. And I just I love that shit, man. It's yeah, and I get what you're saying too. And, and as someone like me, I try to stay in my lane as much as I can, right? I, I try to to pick guys, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Josh Brolin, you know, guys that I have at least some level of resemblance to. Right. Um, but nothing makes me happier. Speaking of Batman, um, Brampton Batman. Do you oh, know who great. I'm talking about? I know exactly who you're talking okay. about. Okay. Yeah. Dude is murdering it as Batman. His, again, same thing. His bat suit is on point. Mm -hmm. He's got the really deep voice. He's jacked as all hell. He has a Batmobile. He drives a legitimate Batmobile. Wasn't he in the news for getting pulled over in it? He was, but they right. didn't pull him over for an infraction. They pulled him over to talk to him about the fact that he's wearing a Batman suit driving a Batmobile. There was nothing, there was nothing wrong. So I've had a couple of little interactions with him. Yeah. And same thing, that dude, he he's not there to play. Like he right. is Batman when he puts that suit on and he goes to an event, he's not messing around. Like you're there to see Batman. You're getting a picture with Batman and he's going to be Batman the whole time you're there. And I have an enormous amount of respect for guys that do that. Now, again, for those of you that don't know, or you haven't seen him, he's black. So yep. when you first think of Batman, you don't think of a black guy. And for some people, it may be like, it, it takes you out. It, it doesn't cosplay. Anybody can cosplay anything they want. Mm -hmm. And this guy I defy you once you meet him and you interact with him on any level, if he doesn't immediately strike you as Batman, it's just, right. it's uncanny because he's put himself into the role so much. I, yeah, for me, that's, 
I could, <laughs> I don't, I don't have that. I, I stick with what I know. And people yeah. tell me when I go out of it, they're like, no, dude, that doesn't work. I've had a few costumes that I put together and worn out and they're like, no, no, that's not, that's not, that's not you. That's not oh, yeah. the first time I did Superman. Like what? Come on. Super, was, Superman was oh, the, the big king, one. The kingdom come? The kingdom come okay, Superman. Now, a lot of people didn't know what it was. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, the, the first time I went out as Superman, I was posting pictures of Superman. A lot of my followers messaged me who had seen me as Negan and seen me as comedian and seen me as cable. And they were like, yeah, that doesn't work. It doesn't, it doesn't suit you. It's not, it's, it's not that it doesn't look good, but it's not suited to. And I think people were just so used to seeing me dressed up as, as grumpy old assholes that, <laughs> yeah. So, wow. Wow. That's a terrible, <laughs> terrible picture. So that's, that's actually at the house of the person that made the suit for me. So okay. that's me trying on the suit at the house. And, and you can see it's, it's, I was skinny here and I hadn't really started to put any of the muscle sort of back on. So the suit right. doesn't fit as well as it, it Kingdom ended up Come fitting. Superman, but, though, oh, I know. Superman. Yeah. I wore it to Con Bravo for the first time and, and I was at <laughs> Con Bravo the whole day. Dude, one guy got it. One really? guy came up, one guy. Con that's, Bravo. That's Con Bravo is, Yeah, it's not. I, I, Isn't it more of a gamer type show? That it's, show. It was not the. It was not the show to bring that costume to. Yeah. Okay. It, it's yeah. and really to be fair, and nothing against the the guys at Combrobo that run that show. That's just not. It's not my kind of show. It's not my kind of crowd, anyways. Uh, but I'd never been. I didn't know that. I actually went with uh, my friends uh, through Droids Canada. We 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 did a thing together there and and did some live stuff. Um, Todd and Dan and the Todd Mountain Dan, Man. My boys. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. <clears throat> yeah um, my boys. Uh, yeah. But it, it didn't go over very well. And yeah, a lot of people messaged me flat out. They were like, no, dude, no, nope. that's not it. Oh, this went over great. This is another one that you were pretty number one. Uh, um, is this is this? Yes. Now, you've done a few situations where you've been uh, invited into group cosplays. Yes. Uh, for charity or just for fun. Yep. Um, I believe this was one of those. Yeah, it sure was. I've done, it, I've, done, I've done it twice now. Yeah. We did it last year at Fan Expo, uh, like the last Fan Expo that we had on the Sunday. So the Sunday morning, I was in a giant Austin Powers group as number one. And then the afternoon was spent in a giant Watchmen group, um, whereas myself and the Kitties and Pretties Girl. And then um, we had uh, a Silk Spectre 2. We had a Night Owl. We had another original Silk Spectre. Uh, we had Rorschach it was it was a big group and both groups ended up getting a lot of attention right. <laughs> at the time uh i'm not sure which one this one is so i've only done this twice and i'm not sure if this is at steve's party or if this is at fan expo I either think way that looks, that looks like the fan expo battle. that might be fan at expo the convention yeah. center yeah. yeah i think you weren't so clean shaven when you did the other one uh, maybe yeah maybe <laughs> from what yeah. I remember Crystal Hope. She says she met that Batman and he is phenomenal. I see. He is amazing. Yeah. If you ever have a chance to interact with um with Brampton Batman, jump at the chance because it's a fantastic and experience. This that you're you mentioned him. earlier here. Uh there's Cap. That's a good nice old cap. There. So that was a very that was a, a series of very fortunate events for me. A good friend of mine bought that suit for himself. Oh. intention on on cosplaying it and uh and again that's that is definitely not in my lane but uh it, it's it, the response has been pretty good so i got i got no complaints have you been watching uh 
Winter Soldier and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier? I have. Wow, that episode was... Uh, I won't say any spoilers on this uh, little episode because I don't want to caught anybody off guard that we're not talking about that. But uh, Yeah, the, the only wow. thing I'll say so far, uh, there's only two episodes left, and it'd be really good if the Falcon and the Winter Soldier could do some falconing and winter soldiering. That's Because that's, <laughs> that's, so far, there's not been a lot of that, and there's not a lot of time left for them to get that in. So I'm, I'm hoping we're going to get a lot of it over the next two episodes. Oh, yeah. I bet you the next two are crazy. Here's another one so. of those uh, situations here. I believe this was for uh, charity at Forest City. No. So that was, um, uh, yes. So they asked me to help run the, the kids section in Forest City. And they, right. we were taking, um, uh, selling raffle tickets uh, for um, some crafted goods and such. And all the proceeds were going to charity. So that was a wonderful, wonderful time and a great day spent with a great group of people. Now, this day uh, that you're talking about was very special to me. It was my first time at Forest City Comic Con, and uh, I believe Jeremy Bushnell yep. is the host. He hosts, yep. uh, he did what I would have done and brought in his hero, who happened to be my hero, Mr. Ralph Garman. Awesome. I don't know if you're familiar with Ralph Garman. Of course, Garman. I'm familiar with Ralph Garman. Yeah, so he brought him in, and uh, I got to meet my fucking hero live. Ralph is fantastic. So, yeah. my, my buddy Rob that we were talking about from CK Expo, his his podcast the movie madhouse his his opener like your opener ralph garman is in his opener nice talking about he got right. him to record a little bit for his opener for well, it and he still uses it in his opener so i uh this is crazy i it was my 300th episode coming up a few years ago and i was like yeah i gotta do something big i gotta do something cool who could i do and i was wondering i was like i wonder if ralph garman you know what i'm gonna take a shot I was like, fuck it. Kevin Smith's always saying, what's the best, worst they can say is no, right? So I I emailed him. I got his email and I sent him an email and I kind of explained the whole situation, right? Oh, I think I lost you again. Did I lose you again? Are we good? Are we rolling? Okay, there. We're just freezing up a little bit there. Um, saying, oh, yeah. So I I can't hear you. Why can't I hear you? Oh, now I kind of hear you. You're good now? Yes, I think we're good okay. now. I think we just got okay. a slight leg going. Um, yeah, so I emailed him. I said, fuck it. I said, look, I'm this guy. Um, I was actually already friends with Mike and Ming from uh, from Comic Book Men. So I kind of used their names and I was like, Hey, I'm buddies, with Mike and Ming. I've had them on the show, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, I just, I'm taking a shot, man. It's my 300th episode. I was wondering if you could have like 10 minutes you could spare for a quick rap chat. And, uh, you know, that'd be amazing. And the whole thing. And he sends me back and all it says is, uh, sure. When and where. And, wow. uh, yeah. So I hit him back and I said, can we do it this way? And we didn't have zoom then we did it on Skype. Yep. And uh, it was so crazy because, like, I'm waiting to do it 10 minutes before I'm sitting at the computer. And you're just I've been nervous. Jittery, twice. Jittery. Yeah, I've been nervous twice on, upon meeting celebrities. Mm. I don't get starstruck. Um, I don't have the gene for embarrassment. It's why I make a good con host. I think I'm Absolutely. at ease. In, I'm as at ease in front of 2000 people as I am in front Same. of five. I don't exactly. care. Same. You know, so. Yep. But there's been twice. And the first time was 
when I met Rob Paulson at yep. Denver Comic-Con and yep. I was shaken. My knees were shaken. And I, I flat out told them, I was like, oh my God, you know, I did the whole thing. And you yeah, yeah, yeah. to me, I love your podcast, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you're so awesome. great. And uh, I, my legs were shaking and shit. And I said, like, we're taking a picture. And he's like, oh, don't worry about that. And this, this, and that. So then I started a hashtag called, uh, what did I call it? Uh, Garmy on Talking Tunes or something like that. Yep. Because I want, all I wanted in the world was for my two favorite podcasts to cross over. And I was throwing them hashtags. I was adding them like constantly, like, yeah. and you know, and trying to get their attention. Yep. People yep. started kind of retweeting and being like, yeah, that's nice. a cool fucking idea. Um, so they started liking it and stuff. Nice. So uh, I'm, when I met Rob in Denver, after getting over that, I mentioned that to him. I'm like, I'm the hashtag guy. And he's like, Oh right. my God, I love Ralph. I'd love to do that. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, cool, man. <laughs> and uh yeah then he recorded i i paid for a recording thing and he gave me a bumper for the weapon nice. for the show here he yep. gave me just uh a couple voices he did like wacko yep. and stuff then yep. he recorded uh, a separate one as donatello for my kid oh and it was nice. just a private one for him like encouraging him and being oh, like i man, hear you want to be the next turtle you got to pick a color and blow it was that's so great so nice right yeah so then I, uh, so 10 minutes before Rob or Ralph Garman, I'm so nervous, just waiting, shaking of course. at the computer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He comes in and he gives me like half an hour. We just start talking and Good for was, you. it was supposed to be like a few minutes and we what got so dude. into it. Right. So yeah. then I told him on the show and at the end, I was like, so the, the, have you seen that hashtag Garmy on talking tunes? He's like, oh yeah. And I was like, that's me. And he's like, are you kidding? Oh, my God. I've never met Rob. I'd love to have blah, blah, blah. Like, hopefully you can make that happen, right? Yep. So what does Forest City Comic Con do? They invite both of them. To that show. <laughs> and, and that's the first one you go to. And my head exploded. <laughs> my head exploded. Because, yeah. because here's what I did. I'd been dreaming for this to happen, did this hashtag, got them to agree. They were both totally down with it, right? They yep. just couldn't find the time, get together schedules they were going to be at the same place. So I hit them up and I was like, you guys, you know, have to do this now, please. Can I be yeah, involved? For sure. Both of them were like, shit. Yeah, let's do this. That's so not amazing. only was my dream of those two talking going to come true, but it was going to come true on my on your show. show. <laughs> That's I'm just amazing. not able to handle it. No, and you then, must've been losing your mind. Oh, just, it was, it was crazy. But then Rob had to pull out. And oh, Rob didn't make it to the show, but yeah. Ralph did. And uh, that was incredible. So that's not only awesome, was he dude. on my 300th, but then I got to go meet him and had already met him. So it wasn't right. that yeah. like weird. I was like, hey, I'm yeah, yeah. elegant weapon. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. You know? yeah. And then oh, we sat great. down and recorded at the show. And nice. uh, by that time, they had actually done it already. Because I remember oh, okay. getting disappointed at that. I got excited they were going to do it on my show. And I saw yeah. Rob in Denver, in uh, Michigan at Motor City. Right. reiterated he's like yeah sure. we're gonna do this yeah yeah not a week later they just went ahead and did it on their own yeah. on their own shows i was like you bastards uh -huh. but i was gonna do it again but he didn't show up and then ralph actually he credited me right right on the oh, show he was like dude awesome. i would have never met him or got together if you hadn't started that hashtag and we're pushing it. it's got a lot to do with you and i was like it's all i needed to, i'm good that day so that yeah. day that that's that was my day that's good man that exact day when you were helping yeah. out